on the tee from the United States of America, the Back Nine Bros, starting in three, two, one. The boys are back in town. What's up, Bobo? <laughs> Bobo's got, he's got a beard. Whoa, I, it's been a while since we last spoke, and I have the beard growing out. I'm, I'm keeping it going. It's getting longer than I've ever had it, just because I've never really grown it before. But I know, we hopped on this Zoom, and you were just shocked. It's revolutionary. It's iconic. I don't even know what other words to use to describe it after this. It's just, I don't know. It's like sensory overload. I just look at you. I'm like, what happened to the kid that I knew? He's no longer there. He's getting ready for college. He's becoming a big guy. Becoming a spider, so. A spider. I don't like spiders, dude. Uh, tarantulas and stuff, dude. They make me, ah, oh, they make me, my skin crawl. What are you, Ron Weasley? Come on. Uh, oh, be, yeah, oh, you know what? Oh, you know what? It came in a bit red, so I guess I could I could pass as Ron Weasley. No, no, I was nah. talking about Sully being afraid nah, of you're, spiders. You're more of a oh, Ginny you're Weasley. Right. You're more of a Ginny Weasley. Don't even say you're Ronald Weasley. And then, uh, by the way, yeah. the th- the third uh, third guy we got chiming in, we got uh, Eli Manning in the background. Oh wait, no, sorry, that, my bad. That's just Paul right there. Paul with a big Eli Manning thing in the background, you're making me crazy, bud. What do you think of that Super Bowl? Uh, to be honest, so I was just so bored of it. I stopped watching after the sec- middle of the second quarter. Yeah. Wow. Sports, right? We all love sports. Yeah, commercials. Hey, you know what? It was not the best of games. I was shocked at how poorly the Chiefs played, but got to give credit to Mr. Brady, definitely the GOAT. And I hated he, were, you, were you friends with his son, Mr. Brady? You're going to call Tom Mr. Brady. Mr. Brady. Hey, you TB12. Know what? TB12. Come on. Got to show TB12 some respect. He is no undoubtedly the best of all time. But it was cool. He's just a beast. Team um, 12 is goaded. Goaded. Oh, I think he was goaded after his sixth, and now he's just no doubt goaded. But you know what? Um, football season over. Time to get into some PGA. MLB's coming back. You know what? It's getting exciting. You know what I was watching the other day? I was watching a WNBA game. No, just that's just that's, I, I, was, I was doing my finance homework. I would never watch that. I'd rather I'd rather watch paint dry on a wall. You'd, I'd you'd rather definitely watch... rather you'd rather do finance homework than watch. Oh, I'd, ra- I'd rather watch the MLS than that. I'd rather watch water boil for four hours straight. Hey, you know what? Hold on a sec. Pull MLS. Show some respect. Soccer. Oh, I know. I know. You're, big, solid you're a big Red Bulls guy. No, no, no. NYCFC. Well, we get no NYCFC all day. We got one. Chatham Zone. We got Chatham Zone. We got J. My Tolkien on the Red Bull. Oh, that's shit. right. You're right. Hey, uh, big Andrea Pirlo guy. Oh, oh of course. NYCFC legend. And that guy's so old, he could have floated across the Atlantic Ocean from the U- from a Europe all the way to the United States. Yeah, he, he was literally like so 70 when he played. Probably he was literally like 100 when he played in New York. It was just pathetic. But you know what? Show some respect to soccer. Those guys, those guys give some effort. Definitely. The MLS is like the New York Knicks. It's where all good players go to die. Yeah, that's it's a good analogy, actually. Yeah, Raymond Felton, greatest of all time. Okay, okay. Excuse me. Okay, Raymond Excuse Felton. me. Uh, never mind. Okay, we're a golf podcast, though, guys. Um, it's been a while. It's been a long time. It's been like a nice little hibernation period. You know, we talked to Ami last time, and then we uh, kind of hung up the skates there for our little winter vacation. Wow, um, was that know. really the last time we spoke? Uh, I mean, we might have had a little jabs here and there in between, but that was the last time we officially spoke on the record. Jeez. It's been a while. A long time ago. See, I, I mean, what were we even doing back then? It was pre-Christmas, right? 2020 was still a thing. Yeah, 
COVID was still a thing. It still is. Wow. You know what? <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, that was a while ago. But we're back. Time for the back nine bros to be back. The back nine bros, we're, we're, on the, well, we're on the front nine of this year, dude. We're on the front nine of True. this year until we, we get are. late June, early July. So uh, we don't really like the front nine. It goes front nine friends. Hello, friends, Jim Nance. What's going on? But, but we got to talk about a little bit of golf because we back nine bros golf, right? That's what we are. Oh, yeah. So you're right. We do. So, how about, how about uh, Scottsdale? Let's start it off. Come on. Yeah, Paul, you know what? I've been busy this past week. I've been doing a lot of schoolwork. You I know. know, I know. I'm back in school in person, you know, having yeah. all fun here and there. Got Mr. GameStop, AMC, Robin Hood over here. Yeah, trying to, trying to make some coin, you know, Dogecoin to the moon, but <laughs> uh, um, only goes up. You know, Elon Musk said before we get into the Wells, uh, the waste management, Elon Musk said, if GameStop hits $1,000 a share, which this was like a couple weeks ago, so it's kind of irrelevant now. But if it hit $1,000 a share, Elon Musk would have put the GameStop logo, logo on the next next SpaceX rocket, and he would have sent it to space. That, Talk about that, motivation drive a stock price up. That was one of his tweets, dude. The guy's an animal on Twitter. Elon but, is nuts. What, what, I don't know what runs through that guy's head every day, but he is just a freak of nature. Smart He's a freak of nature. Yeah. But, Paul, you know what? You can take away all of Scottsdale action here. Because I know you got all these stats memorized, so start rattling them off. Come on, impress the listeners. They've missed us. They've missed you. Now give them what they want. Oh, oh, I know they they have. Um, Yeah, so I thought we were going to have a big Sunday seeing uh, Mr. Old Jordan Spieth return, but, you know, unfortunately couldn't get it done in the end. I mean, I saw it coming. What did I say to Bobo? What did I say to you about three and a half months ago, Bobo? You said Jordan Spieth is on the rise back, and I said – I don't think so. I guarantee you he won't win another major. Said maybe he'll sneak in one or two more tour events here and there, but I don't know. He there's just the guy's got mental issues when it comes to finishing on the PGA tour right now. There's mental so much, issues. Yes. Diagnose him with mental issues. I don't I think I think your opinion's all wrong. <laughs> I, yeah, listen, he what? hasn't played well in three years. Who are you? But he was and he's gonna cr- the crack and under pe- pressure. He didn't crack. The course played hard on Sunday. He shot one over par. He That's cracking. You're cracking. Right, Shoff- you shoot over par on Sunday, you're cracking. He cracked two. Shoffley cracked two because he's been finishing second so many times. So wait, Paul. I don't think he cracked. I think for Jordan, this is a positive week. He hasn't played well since literally the Open in 2017. I Yes, it was a positive week, but that Sunday – he cracked. He's not going to say that, but he knows inside. He was disappointed with how he played. You Wait, saw, I think oh, I think his I think his putting could have putts. He couldn't make any putts. He missed like that's fair four putts inside ten feet for birdie. So you're saying my guy Spieth, who's got a very very attractive and seems very nice significant other, you're saying my guy Spieth and my girl Annie Barrett. You're saying that he was cracked. He's playing cracked. So see, yeah, I don't, I don't so see. Every time you play in. golf, you're cracked. Every time you play golf, you're disappointed. Like my guy Justin, he's cracked at Fortnite. You guys know that meme? No, yeah, boom. I don't. But it's probably boom, trash man. coming from you. But nah, um, it's all great. But new no, speed played out of his mind the first couple of days, and then you know that course. Bo, you said it, it played a lot harder on Sunday. That's where your guy like Brooksy came up, a longer hitter, was striping the ball, was kind of overlooked there um going into the weekend and he came out on top so i don't want to hear anything that like speed choked no it was just that all the cards were stacked against him on sunday 
the way the wind shifted and everything, the way the course played, it did not favor a hitter like Jordan Spieth. Who is not going to win it? Your PGA Tour pro, you can't, and a, and a guy as reputable as Jordan Spieth, you can't be shooting over par at TPC Scottsdale. The thing is, though, like he a, even talked. Nice day. Can't. You can't do it. Listen, you're probably right. Maybe he should have played a little better. But he even spoke about it in his post-round um, press conference. He speaks about it literally every round now. He's like, oh, I'm just on a journey. I'm like on a process back to getting where I want to be, and right. I'm not yet there. So, like, you, when he's still in the process, he's still looking for small marginal improvements in his game. We can't expect him to be shooting 61 like he did on Saturday every round. Like, yeah, you're going to have good. You're going to have bad. You just got to take whatever you can get and move along. So, I mean, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe that – I think he shot 72 on Sunday. So maybe that 72 could have been a 68, 69. But anyway, it's a top five for him. I don't think – I haven't seen Jordan Spieth at the top of the leaderboard in, in pretty much forever. So I'm just happy he's back up there. Literally, anybody who went on Instagram, Twitter, whatever, was just going nuts. So it's good for the game. And I totally disagree with you, Polv. Listen, maybe he choked a bit. Jordan Spieth will be back. This guy is too good. And I think Sol agrees. He will win. He will win another major. Mark my word for it. This is not a James Nicholas take. This is a Jordan Spieth take. Okay. Well, Bobo, let me interrupt here. You want to know how many players shot over par that final round? Sure. Fire away. Ten. Ten. And majority of those came from people at the bottom of the pack who were already, like, in the tied for 60, 60th range. So it didn't really matter for them. So they were out of the event. But other than Justin Thomas, who's had, we know his, his dear grandfather passed away the night before the final round. So we send our love and prayers to his, him and his family. So other than him, Jordan was the only guy who had a chance to win shooting over par. So, and a guy. Plus Xander. Plus Xander. No, Xander shot even par. Did he? Well, okay, you sound, well, you sound just like Brandel Chambly ripping on Tiger Woods. You're jealous. Just, just say it. You're jealous. Come on. Give it to me. Give it to me one time. You're jealous. I'm not jealous of anything. I respect Jordan Spieth. I like him as a player. So why I, are you ripping on him? Why are you ragging on him? I'm not ripping on him. I'm just saying he, he's not. Yeah, you are. You're ripping on him. You're saying no. he's not a high caliber golfer when he's already won a Masters. How many That's Masters? That's not true. I never I mean, said that. I, I never get said what Paul I get what Paul is saying. Golfer. Like, I get what Paul is saying. But he literally, it's been almost four years. I think it's been three and a half years. Like, he's just trying to have some exactly. sense of this success. Exactly. This happens to a lot of guys. Look at Dave, so I, Look at uh, fucking uh, David Duval. Yeah, that dude fell off a cliff. Guy was great. Nothing, and then th- th- these things happen to guys. When you lose it up here, that's where, that's where it kills you. And would it surprise me that he gets it back? Probably not, but would I be shocked that he never wins again? No, I wouldn't be because it happens to guys like this. When you're living in the moment that, and then all of a sudden you lose it, that's what happens. You're not in the spotlight anymore and you just fall off the planet of the earth. So, yeah, I, I just think, I don't know. I, I was talking to my coach a bit and he said, I don't know, like I'm not a swing expert, but from what he saw, he said Jordan went back to his old swing. Apparently, he tried to chase distance in the last few years. So, we might be seeing some errant drives and some craziness from Jordan. But, honestly, that's when he played well. Like, at the Open, he hit one 100,000 yards right into the driving range and somehow won that tournament. So, um, yeah, we could be seeing a resurgence from Spieth. I just don't think he, he he's falling off to the same extent that you're talking about. 
Listen, he didn't have the best final round. We've discussed this, but I think this is a huge success for him. I think he should be really happy. And he's going to Pebble this week, a place where he's won in the past. He should have a lot of confidence going in. The big yeah. key is his putting. The big key is his putting. In that final round, I didn't see it. He, he showed it in really one round, that third round. That final round was the display of what he's been the last four years. Just well, I mean, it, it, all fell, it all fell off in that first. Looks like he had the yips. That first hole on Sunday is where it all fell off. The wheels were coming off the wagon. It looked like the wheel just got invented. It wasn't secured properly. He looked like he was in shambles on Sunday. Maybe it was because on Saturday, uh, I forget what hole it was, but one fan was getting arrested, I think, because he was dressed up as like Borat and he broke a chair or something like that. And he was pulling it out. And I don't know, what's up with this Borat stuff? Like the, uh, the one-piece bathing suit with the thong kind of style. We saw a guy streak at the Super Bowl doing the same thing. Uh, maybe it was a weekend to be Borat. Uh, this is my sister. This is my sister. <laughs> it's pretty good right there. You know, I've never seen Borat. I've never seen Borat. Uh, watch Borat 1, not 2. 2 is... I know. I've heard 2 is just awful. High five. I, get I just want to say something uh, in relation to Jordan Spieth. Or not really, but in relation to golf. For some reason, like just watching Carlos Ortiz is just so boring. I don't know what it is about this guy, but he's a great player. I'm sorry, Carlos Ortiz. You're really good. I just, for some reason, you just bore me. At the Farmers, I was rooting against you, not because of anything, just because, I don't know, I just, I was rooting against you. And then this week, I saw his name shoot up the leaderboard, and I was like, no, it can't have, can't have this again. So, nothing against Carlos Ortiz, or maybe there is something against Carlos Ortiz. I don't know, but I guess I just like to see the top guys win. Sometimes when these low-level guys – I mean, he's obviously not a low-level player, but he's not top 20 in the world. Sometimes it gets a little boring. But we have talked about that, how the wraparound season kind of helps those low-level guys. But you know what? It would have been great to see Jordan win. Um, but, yeah, give credit to Carlos Ortiz, whether I like him, whether I don't like him, whether I'm rooting for him or not. Good week. Really, two really good weeks from him. So. A lot of good young players out there. Zal Torres, he was he was a beast as well. Well, Nicholas, how's he doing? Uh, don't even ask. He's been. I think he's going to grind out on the on the corn ferry this year. We'll be seeing him next year. Don't worry. Well, Bobo, the, you the said time young will come. players. You said young players. How about Steve Stricker? A little a little more of a seasoned oh, veteran. I could not believe what I was watching. I, I loved it. I mean, good for good for him, man. My hats off to him. Finishing. In the top five, 53 years of age, PGA Tour event with these guys out here. I mean, that's that is just so impressive. And and you know what? He still hits it far. He was hit. He drove. He drove past the, through the green on 17 that final round. Drove a 350. It's ridiculous. I mean, the guy. Yeah, he still got it. Yeah, he still got it. He's he's magic around the greens with he the is. wedges in his hands. So he can make it work, especially in Arizona where you get a little help with the altitude. He can hit a little oh, yeah. further, so he can keep up with. I mean, he almost caught Kepka, which would he have been did. absurd. He so, did. That was cool. I mean, there was a lot going on this week. It was a good week, two really good weeks of golf. We had, I mean, we haven't even brought up the Patrick Reed controversy, but that was nuts. And then we get. Uh, he's not even worth our time. Screw him. <laughs> I agree, honestly. That was crazy. What is your take, though? What do you guys think about that? I just hate Patrick Reed and everything other than Ryder Cups. So I didn't really pay it that much attention. But the one thing that I did take note of is like a pro and con chart in golf. And so 
like the pros of golf is like hitting bombs with the boys, drinking, maybe having uh, a little too much fun gambling on the course. Tiger Woods is a pro of golf. Um, time away from uh, your parents, or your family, or the kids, depending on how old you are, what cycle in life you are. And then uh, time with the boys and cart girls. That's the pros of golf. The cons, three putts, four putts, and Patrick goddamn Reed. I hate Patrick Reed. The guy is, is as like low as they come. He stole money out of his teammates' lockers back in college. If that doesn't just say desperate, loser, bum, not worth our time, I don't know what does. I can't Yeah, say- honestly, honestly, I don't think he did that much wrong last week. I think he's a bum as well. I think he's a scumbag, but I think like I didn't see much wrong with what, what he was doing last week. Obviously, he didn't have to pick up his ball with a weird way and like act all weird with patting down the grass, but the way he like the way he did the lift clean in place was technically right. I think people are trying to get mad just because it's Patrick Reed. And yeah, rightfully so. Like we should probably treat him a little differently. We should be a little bit more cautious. But still, like, I know it's a bit weird, a bit out of the ordinary, but he, I don't really think he did that much too too bad in the grand scheme of things. I totally agree, Bobo. I think, like you said, we're just treating it – we're taking it out of proportion because it's Patrick Reed. And, you know, I don't like him either, but I, I think that he he gets he, – he takes too much from the, from the from the press and everything. And it's just – there's too much media about him. Yeah, Patrick Reed. Uh, he's kind of painted as the bad boy in golf, even though he's a bad boy, what, 340 pounds? Uh, he's huge. Dude's like giant. Bad boy. But at the same time, though, like, screw him. He took Tiger's red and black look on a Sunday. You're also sponsored by Nike. Dude, just go off yourself. No one likes uh, you. Dude, dude, I think, honestly, I what I heard was he's not with Nike anymore. Apparently, he just went out and, like, bought tons of G4 clothes. He didn't even get a new sponsor, probably because nobody would sponsor him. If I had to bet, he's a scumbag. No, but I actually wanted to add one thing. I don't know if you guys saw, but apparently on Twitter, there's this Twitter account called like Used Golf Facts or something like that. And basically, so I'm sure you guys saw that Rory had the same issue where his ball kind of hopped up and Rory Pines. Yeah. So, so anyway, there's this Used Golf Facts, and they tweeted. And they're like, in all caps, on Sunday or on Saturday, they're like, Roy McIlroy did the same exact thing on 18. And so it's obviously defending Patrick Reed because they're saying, oh, he didn't do anything wrong. Rory, who's this beloved figure, did the same thing. But anyway, the Patrick Reed Twitter account literally tweeted the exact same thing. So they're probably linked. Justine Reed, who's Patrick's wife, is probably just going nuts and hacked into his account and just i don't even know trying to defend her man but anyway the reeds are nuts like imagine that you get in this huge you're in the middle of the biggest golf controversy we've had in a couple years and your wife is on twitter yelling writing in all caps about how rory mcelroy did did something just as bad as patrick reed like this guy and this family just never stop it's insane they never cease to amaze yeah i'll never be a fan of them as far as I'm concerned, she must have some rocks nah, dude, in her head. Dude, though. she's nuts. Married to Patrick she is, Reed. She's bonkers. She's not. Let's not label her a nice lady. Okay. I mean, we don't know her, but I think Who's she's worse? nuts. Who's worse? Where's Patrick Reed's wife or Danny Willett's brother? 
Uh, what Eric happened with did, Danny Wilt's brother? Remember, like when after like or was like when Danny uh, won the ma- uh, won the Masters, and then that next Ryder Cup, he was playing in it, and his brother. Oh, one second, let me pull up the the old uh, internet real quick to find the exact wording of this. But basically, Danny Wilt's uh, he's from England. Uh, his brother's probably a drunk in a bar. I just assume that happens sometimes. Like but, all Brits. Yeah, no, nah, not all Brits. Not our mate Liam Beck. Um, Liam Beck, right. shout out. Big shout out. Big fan, mate. Um, I was pulling it up. Sorry for the delay. Lag. Okay. Danny Wall's brother. So he got, it was about American crowds. Um, and his brother said, on, on the nationalclubgolfer.com talking about <laughs> talking about the, the usa Ryder cup fans don't stick any type of boisterous um with any form of bastard and keep bastard that is boisterous well away from someone who is bland and brainless it would be a bloodbath if they are sometimes boisterous but often bland they'll benefit massively from a guiding hand give them something beautiful and things will be lovely pair them with a bastard and it will get ugly so he's talking about he used that quote in his article talking about Team USA. This guy's um, a poet. And he's like, literally a poet. USA has only won five of the last 16 Ryder Cups. Four of those victories have come on home soil. For the Americans to stand a, a chance at winning, they'll need their bang mob of imbeciles to caress their egos everywhere, every step they go. I hate this guy. I put me in the ring with him already. I want to take him out. Yeah, seriously. And but, the European fans, to talk shit about the American fans, the European fans are 100 times worse. I'm just going to say that they're terrible. They're so they boring. They like, they do their Viking chants. It's just like, like they, they're not even one country. They're not even one country, but we are a country united. Right. Um, right. Well, so, wait, what, what happened today, uh, today yesterday? We had some interesting rule change, huh? Oh, with the, uh, with the range fighters. Yeah. yeah. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. So what, what are your boys' opinions on that? How do you see it impacting the game for the future? I think it's um, just unconventional. You know, it's, it's kind of takes a lot of the, you know, tradition out of the game. You know, this, this technology now is just becoming, I mean, no, it's great to have, like, I love rangefinders. I love it for, you know, the amateurs. I think it's a great tool to have, but, you know, when you're on the PGA tour and, you know, under the gun out there with your caddy, it's, it's, it's almost just, it's a little, I was taken back to see it. And it was, it was a little unfortunate because it's for, for the, almost for the caddies too, you know, it kind of takes a lot of responsibility off them and it almost is pointless now besides them carrying the bag. It's almost pointless to have your caddy there. I mean, they're not giving you the numbers. They're not walking off they'll and, still be giving you the number they're still going to be the ones shooting it the players yeah are- but it's it's you know it's almost not the same it's you know they I won't be walking scout- off, they're, they're still going to talk through yardages yeah but you know they won't be scouting the course walking off yardages they still will at 5 a.m yeah but you know scout it they won't be they're writing still, they're things still gonna, down they're well. still going to work hard to an extent but they still yeah, pulled right there's like they still got a putt they can't just use a range finder and tell they're not gonna be able to use the slope on a rangefinder. They're. Uh, I'll tell you this. So, what do you what do you think our um, buddy Jack Nicholas thinks of this? I guarantee you, if we asked him, he would totally not be for this. You want to know why? If we asked him, because he's an old school golfer, and he was also one of the first ones to do the the yardage books. 
So he's probably all for scouting out the course, doing yeah, it your, bro, like, doing the it the hard way. Possible. But on yeah, I mean I, I see it both ways. Like the people who say it's great, it'll speed up play. That makes a lot of sense. But like it's still a major championship. Guys are gonna be taking their time. So how much how much you know, how much will it really speed up play? Maybe ten minutes, which is not really much in the grand scheme of things. Like, do we really need ten minute shorter rounds? Look, so, every every action has an equal reaction. So with the players having this, the range finders and these yardage devices, now it's going to be more in the hands of the superintendents and the maintenance guys to make the course trickier. So you can have the number, but if you put the ball on the number, there's a chance it's going to either go off the green with tougher pin placements in the corners and stuff like that. They're going to, they're going to combat this and you're going to see even harder courses. So honestly, let them have the numbers and let the the superintendents and greenskeepers do their job and let's make these courses as hard as possible. Yeah, they should make them harder, but I still think they shouldn't have them. Like, I don't know, like what Paul was saying, like the art of caddying is so overlooked. It's really, it takes a lot of skill, a lot of hard work. Those guys really hone in their craft over the years reading the wind and the course and terrain and you know anything you could really think of and if you really look at it like the top players have the best caddies it's just it's just clear and simple so maybe this will even the playing field who knows i mean you still have the dustin johnsons of the world and uh the justin thomases of the world to to go out and shoot 61s on any given day but um yeah i mean we could see this as a positive we could see this as a negative I, I still just think it's kind of taking away the true, you know, the true, um, what should I call it? Just, just the, um, I have no idea, but, uh, the good old fashioned part of the game, I kind of, yeah. I kind of hope that stays because I feel like the game's getting really modern with, uh, I mean the hoodies and everything we've talked about in the past. So let's just I, keep it that way. I just think like, come on, if you're a caddy, yeah. Okay. It takes the number out of your routine you don't have to pace it off you're going to be more accurate on the number you're still going to have to be with your player for 18 holes carrying their bag you're still going to be there talking to them during the round so there's still that like companionship um kind of keeping your player level headed you're still going to be giving them advice and talking through shots like if they're like what do you think i should do you're still going to be able to offer your advice their role is not changing that much except for just they're going to have a number instead of having to look at their book and taking 15 seconds they're still going to talk through everything it's not like these guys have like a chant a, a chip on their brain like Neuralink, where it's like oh look in the, the pin uh win this it's not going to go into like an equation to be like this is the number that you need to hit it this is how what exact spot like how many degrees left right it's going to be pretty normal we're not going to really see that big of a difference and if we do hey i'm here for it i always like change yeah i guess we'll see what happens then i mean it's i think that there's you know, there's going to be a lot of controversy from it coming out of it from the players and both, um, you know, I guess current players and, and past players. So I, I guarantee you like Nicholas and, you know, guys like Gary player, they're all step in and give their thoughts about it. And, you know, and, and then the PGA will really hone in and take those into account. And, you know, they, they may realize that what they did was probably, a wrong decision, but who knows? Maybe, maybe it'll work out just as they want it to, but we'll see. But my one concern is, is that it's going to make play just so, so much easier for the guys and they're going to make this PG championship minus 25 winning. So which I really is, don't think it's going to change that much, man. It may not, but you know, we'll see. 
I mean, they're not going to have slope. They still have to calculate elevation change. They're, right. they're the caddies. This caddies still go out there in the mornings and get rough yardages depending on where the pin is. Yeah. And like landmark locations. So they're still going to be that. They're not going to be a hundred percent certain how it's playing, but they're going to be like ninety percent. Also, wind yeah. could play a factor, and on these greens, who cares about the yardage? We're going to take ten yards off. Okay, so you're taking an approximation of your swing, 10 yards. It was an approximation before with the caddy. It's still going to be very similar in my book. Um, I'm going against you guys on this, and I think it's it's neutral for the game of golf. It doesn't change too much. It doesn't really ruin anything. All right. Fair enough. Fair point. So with that recent event out of the way, what about TV 12 ladies and gents? Dude is the GOAT. No doubt. Jackson Mahomes. I mean, his brother. Patty? His little brother's on TikTok. He's that, doing- yeah, I've, dude, I've seen videos of his brother. He needs to quit that TikTok act. It is he's, terrible. He's doing the renegade when Patrick Mahomes is getting buried by like 300-pound D lineman. This guy's just <laughs> pathetic. Patrick Mahomes must be embarrassed, honestly. I bet he's embarrassed about yeah, that. Patrick Mahomes' wife was sounding off on Twitter, taking on the world. It was the world versus Mrs. Pregnant Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh dude you can never you can never doubt tom brady i know people have been talking about was it him or was it belichick for the past year and some people are still going to say that it was one or the other we can definitely say that both are great but you can't deny tom brady is a beast wherever he is whether he's playing in new england tampa bay um he's just a stud i'm a cowboys fan i wish dak could win like that i think you will i got faith in my man i think we're gonna have a, a super bowl or two coming our way i know you guys are shaking your heads but you never yeah, know you wish well we all know we all know that danny dimes will never get the giants there anytime soon yeah but back to, dimes not. Is not a super bowl quarterback. back to the bucks though i would love to hate tom brady after being a jets fan for my entire life and seeing him just like mop the floor with our teams year after year but the way that I post game Tom Brady in the last two matchups that they've had, he's such a family man. Like the way that he's like, where's my family? Like what a year, right? Like, and luckily his kids were wearing masks, so he couldn't kiss him on the lips. But I mean, like, I actually, yeah, you're right. Game. I don't mind. I don't mind seeing Giselle in the uh, in the booth every game when they win. Yeah, not a bad nice sight. It's like watching the Victoria's Secret fashion show or a Sports Illustrated mag. It's exactly uh, weekly some, too. Some eye candy right there. Um, oh yeah, definitely a nice lady. Probably a great mother. Who knows? She's got so much money. She doesn't know what to do with it. My bank account's open, but everyone watched the Super Bowl. I think it was like close to ninety-six million people watched it. So we gotta wrap it up here. But before we go. Pebble Beach, baby. We saw LD hitting, uh, what was it, a three-wood out of the fairway. Looked miniature against that landscape. Stripe show, baby. So since we got, we're talking about LD, let's just let Paul take it away. What are we, what, what are we expecting to see here at uh, Pebble Beach? Was the AT&T Pro-Am? Yeah, no Pro-Am this year, though. No AM, I should say. Uh, no amateurs, groaning. unfortunately. Um, yeah, that was – I mean, it's to be expected, though. I mean – was not a surprise, but, you know, I'm still really excited for this tournament. This is one of my favorites of the year. I really love this event. You know, Spyglass, great course, and then obviously Pebble speaks for itself. But, you know, um, 
it's it's going to be a good one. I think that, you know, I'm hoping there are going to be some not I wouldn't say rain, but, you know, some high winds to keep the scores up. You know, I, I don't want to see it too low. I want to see I want to see some tough pebble beach golf conditions here. I want to see some swirling winds. I want to see some cold breezes that cold Pacific Ocean wind, uh, coast breeze and just, you know, guys pulling on the sweaters. So that, that's what I'm looking for, boys. I don't know about you. I want to see carnage. I want carnage. I like yeah, seeing like guys song. get messed up out there where they don't know which way is up or down, left or right. You know, if Bo doing a little eye thing there, I don't even know what's going on up there. Can't even see. I'm blocking out the haters right now. For those right. who can't see me, I'm wearing my sunglasses inside. It's kind of um, I wear my sunglasses at night by Corey Hart. But oh, I was a ba- dude. I was literally just thinking that I wear my sunglasses. Oh, are you in the dude, so guy, jeez. I, I remember when you were. I was in middle school. You oh, came with the high school it. choir. Save you it. came down into the auditorium like Come an absolute on, you're beast. Make starstruck like, myself. Um, I was starstruck. I was like, holy shit, it's so. Yeah, it's a lot of people have their reaction. Hey, I know you. Uh, you have the podcast, Back Nine Bros. But yeah, Pebble Beach, uh, Monterey Peninsula. I hope the weather is pretty tumultuous up there. I hope it's difficult. Um, that's just for me. I don't really have much else to say. You know, Masters right around the corner. That's all we need to talk about and think about. But we'll address that in the future. Set, us, set ourselves up for next episode. But Bobo, it's your floor. Mr. Senator, you have four minutes. Uh, Pebble Beach. Yeah, I'm excited. Definitely one of my favorite events all year. I, I mean, the California swing and the West Coast swing is the best part of the year. I don't care what anybody says. Aside from the majors, I'll give you guys that. But um, it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. We got Spieth playing well. We got Paul's boy Luke Donald in the field. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, let's see. I got I to gotta think through some picks. I mean, honestly – I'm kind of feeling Jordan. Um, he's a stud, playing well. Maybe Phil will go back-to-back. He's kind of playing like crap right now, but never know. Uh, but I'm going to go out on the limb. I'm going to take Bo Hostler. And this is going to be a shocker because of how poorly he's played in the past Older couple Bo years. Boy. Yeah, yeah. He's been terrible. <laughs> Bo. Hey, you know what? Sometimes the bow has to take the bow. So, um, you know, we're going to go with Bo Hostler. And uh, – <laughs> I think he's going to make something happen. I think the bow has some magic up his sleeve. Um, yeah, we're going with bow. All right, all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a little surprise one here. I, I like Alex Noren. Um, you know, he's been showing some recent sign of life. And, you know, he, he plays well in these California courses. So I, I, think I, I think I could see him finishing in the top 10 here, if not winning. So that, that's my guy, Alex Noren. So we got Bo Hosler, wow. Norin. I just want to see some carnage. That's just me. I just want to see the carnage. I want to see people people messing up out there. But um, no, in all reality, in all I will. Scary, I will miss. Uh, sorry to cut you off. I will miss Bill Murray. Usually, Bill Murray's the star of the show out there. So, no AMs this year. It's going to be a little weird. No Larry Fitz winning the tournament with Kevin Streelman, like it happens every single year. But uh, yeah, Bo Hosler, mark my word, he'll win. Maybe, maybe, um, who'd you pick, Polv? I can't Alex, even remember. Alex Noren. Maybe Alex Noren will come in second. We'll see. But either way, Soul's probably right. I don't think the weather's supposed to be good. I'm pretty sure I saw that Pebble's supposed to get rocked. So, um, maybe some, some bad scores this week. Maybe Ted Potter will come back 
win again like you did a few years ago. Most of our listeners probably don't even know who that is. I don't rightfully know so because he's trash. But um, yeah, Bo Hostler, without a doubt, he's going to get it done this week. So we got Bo Hostler, Alex Noren, AT&T, Pebble Beach. I just want to see some carnage like always. Hopefully Bill Murray isn't croaked before next year so we can get another uh, AT&T Pro-Am once Kobe is over and a little hot take pretty uh, from Greenskeeper to Augusta <laughs> champion. Um, that's, that's Bill. That's, that's our guy right there. But um, yeah, we're going to, we're going to wrap this baby up right now. This is the back nine bros podcast on Spotify, Apple podcasts, many other platforms. Also check out the Instagram. You will not be disappointed. And Bobo's got a beard. Holy crap. Okay. We're out. Peace out. Ladies and gents.